Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Since we started running Performance Max, we've encountered something that is really alarming. And it's nothing, I don't think it's anything new. I think it's something that we just never knew existed. It's always been here, would be my theory. And it's an insane amount of what appears to be fraudulent traffic. Now, I didn't say bot traffic because we don't think that it's necessarily bots. This is the way that I'm thinking about it in my mind is this traffic has always existed, but it's existed on, on a layer that we haven't had access to, or at least haven't used as much until performance max rolled out. And so I think, you know, I think of like aqueducts, right? There's all these aqueducts that are piping traffic towards us. And up until this point, we haven't opened the aqueduct. And then now that performance max rolls around, we open the floodgates and you do it in, you know, six or seven different channels basically. And now all this traffic is hitting our sites and we're seeing a lot of really interesting things. So first of all, when you analyze the traffic, it looks real. The user engaged, it looks like real life humans, it looks like user engaging traffic. So they hit the right number of pages, time on site is the same, they engage, watch videos, download things, fill out forms, etc. So there's no alarm and they're actually converting. That's the other thing that's freaking crazy. But I, I'm going to give an example from my 
business just because the information is a little less sensitive if I share it. So we ran, this is a performance max campaign that we were running and we're running it to a lead magnet. And you'll notice, I mean, like it's unreal just how quickly this thing worked. We, we start running performance max and then we're getting just like an inordinate number of downloads right away for nothing, for $0 basically. It was really high performing. And, but what's interesting is when we followed up on these leads, they were non-existent, most of them. They weren't real. And this is all going to be blurred out. You're not going to be able to see it, but they followed a really consistent nomenclature too that I thought was interesting. So like, you know, I, I see somebody's name here and then it's their name plus characters at Gmail, a lot of Gmail too. You know, here's Ron and then I see Ron and then a last name and then a number at Gmail. That's consistent nomenclature. And then here's Herbert and then I see Herbert, a last name and then a number at Gmail. Here's Lee. Schneider, and then I see a two two alpha characters, Schneider, and then a number at Gmail. So there's this really consistent, like oddly consistent nomenclature, which, you know, it's so funny when I think about that, my personal Gmail actually follows that nomenclature. And so, you know, one part of me goes, hey, customer, you're just being paranoid. That's stupid. That's how people name their emails. And then the other part of me is like, this is too, this, there's too much like this. There's too much. And when I go, I search for those emails using lead augmentation tools and either they don't exist or, or they appear to be spam. I look into social profiles because you can plug email addresses into, this is one of the things that we used to do when we were doing like high-end lead generation. You take an email address, you put it in Facebook, you can find that person's Facebook profile. That doesn't seem to be the case with these emails. They don't respond. They don't follow up. They don't answer the phone if they've provided a phone number. And what we think is happening is uh, click farms. And there's a, it's actually really sad. There are these like companies that just, and they're real live humans. That's the other thing is they're not bots. They're people, which means they're harder to suppress because they're harder for a search engine or a social network to identify. But these people are just, they're just paid to sit there and to click and to replicate human behavior. And they're right, they're paid to do that for a myriad of different reasons. I think some of it is industry specific, obviously, but even if you're not in an industry that would be click farm heavy, I think some of it has to do with their attempts at manipulating algorithms would be my guess. So if they can show Google real users and then drive those users where they want users, Google's using user behavior in order to, in order to gauge the value of online properties. And so if you have a bunch of people that you're paying to do this, you can shift where Google thinks value exists. I think, I think, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't, so, and so I started digging into this a little bit more and I found this really interesting report that I thought was it's from the department of Le electrical engineering and computer science from York university. So like not a made up place. Okay. And they start talking about how big a problem fraudulent traffic really is. Here's where it gets nuts. Enterprises have reported that up to 70 to 90% of clicks are bots. That's insane. And then here's what really pisses me off, okay? This bugs the daylights out of me. This is a reputable university and a reputable paper, okay? So citation. And I go, I'm like, okay, here's a citation. Great. Really glad you all have a citation. Awesome. Thank you. And then I find the section and then that section has a citation. I'm like, oh, okay, you've got a citation. Great. So now I have to go find your citation. And then here's the source. And what was really interesting about the source citation, listen to this, 327 clicks identified by Marketo, only 91 were humans. That's not 72% of these clicks were fake. This guy down here says that 93 to 96% of the clicks are inaccurate. That's anecdotal, but it's still really interesting. Now you might think to yourself like, oh, I'm just going to go use Quixies or, or what was the other one? PPC Protect. Here's the thing. I haven't tried PPC Protect. We tried Quixies. It hurt the performance of our campaigns. It didn't help. 
I don't think if Clixies, if Google can't catch it, I don't think Clixies is catching it. I'm not trying to bash Clixies, by the way. I don't care. Go use them. That's fine. I don't think it works. Um, I think that this bot and or click farm traffic, they're just outsmarting us right now. And it's resulting in what we're seeing on in our campaign where, and this is what I'm hearing from other people too. When we do our Friday lives or when I, you know, I talk to people at performance max, everybody's like, Oh yeah. E-common SaaS crushes it because what's nice about that is Google can actually see who buys. It sees revenue on the back end lead generation, ball of fiery death. And I think it's a ball of fiery death, not because it doesn't work, but because it works so well. Google opens the aqueducts, this traffic rolls in, it starts doing what you want it to do. And Google can't tell who's a bot, who's fraudulent, who's not. And so it starts giving you more of those, those people. And they've been able to, obviously, they've been able to, to hurdle geographic barriers, by the way, because I don't think that these quick farms are in the geographic regions where we're seeing some of the results. So you think, okay, well, I'm not going to use Performance Max. Yeah, it's the most powerful marketing mechanism in human history. You have to use Performance Max. Here's how you fix it, though. Here's how you fix it. This is the client that we have in a lead generation space using Performance Max. They build modular buildings. And if you want to convert as a lead, this is the form. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 form fields. 17 form fields. Most of them are required. Now, in the world of lead generation CRO, an expert's going to look at this and say, this is crap. It's not going to work. I'm not going to drive traffic to this. Fine. Whatever. This crushes life. They mint money right now with Performance Max. It's unbelievable. They were doing really well pre-Performance Max. Then we rolled out Performance Max and they started crushing it. Here's why. I think, here's why I think, this is not the low-hanging fruit for a click farm. So a click farm person is going to come in here and say like, you know what? I can go replicate human behavior without going through this nightmare of a freaking form. I'm not going to do it. Uh, or if it's a bot, if it's a real person, if it's a bot, whatever, I don't know. I don't know what the, the fraudulent clicks come from. I, you know, <laughs> this is over my head, but this form repels them, whoever they are. Now you don't have to have a singular form. You could go, you know, Ryan's ask method and you could have like a, a quiz or a survey or, you know, multi-step process, or you could do what we do in my agency, which is have, uh, we have a catalytic question, which to be honest with you, isn't working as well as I want it to specifically for performance max. I still need to raise the, raise the bar even higher. But the point is, is go tell Google what it is that makes a good lead and make sure it's a good lead. Raise the bar of conversion significantly because you know, the, the days of like, oh, do you, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Website Visitor, please just fill out this little teeny tiny simple form of promo. You're like, that's, it puts you at a disadvantage because then you're just not being real people. And, you know, that which leads me to the, the second part of this conversation, which is it's nuts how much faux traffic is out there. Like, absolutely mind blowing. And it's shocking that Google clearly can't see it. They can't tell, you know, like, and and I guess I shouldn't be that surprised. I remember back in my SEO days, seeing people game the algo, like truly game the algorithm. I had a friend, well, I had a, I had access to a person who the relationship will suffice to say acquaintance. And they had a, they, I think they had like the world's largest repository of, I think it was World of Warcraft, some game. They had the world's largest repository of codes. And I don't, like, I guess you needed these codes to play the game or having the codes made the game play better or whatever. So they've got all these codes and, but they didn't know exactly how to monetize them. And so what they ended up doing is 
you could have access to these codes at any point. They were kept in this little cache, but in order to have access to them, you had to run the script in the, uh, on your machine, on your computer. And it was a little teeny tiny script. It didn't cost a lot of memory and it was running in the background. And all it was doing was directing traffic and making Google searches. And you'd come to them and you'd say, hey, I want to be, you know, the, the highest ranked dentist in Scottsdale or whatever. And so what they would do is it would take, and these were real people's computers, real people's machines. All these guys who are playing World of Warcraft are, you know, like running this script on the background. So they have access to the codes. But at the same time, if you go dentist Scottsdale in the recommendations, they would have all the scripts go through on these people's machines and then start searching for like dentist Scottsdale, Qasim Aslam. And now, the next time somebody types in dentist Scottsdale, the recommendation that's made is the cost of Muslim because that's what Google has been seeing over and over and over and over and over again. They actually gamed the algorithm. I watched them do this and it was freaking brilliant. And I, you know, Google figured it out at some point, I think, because their whole business shut down, but they were charging significant amounts of money. It was like 50 grand if you, you know, like, especially for some of the, the bigger ones, it was like 50 grand if you want to be the number one recommendation for personal injury attorney or whatever. Um, and they could do it almost overnight. And it was, it was genius in its, you know, it, it was not ethical, but the point that I'm making is I've seen this happen before. And so, you know, I, I shouldn't be surprised that there are people out here that are game the system, but what does surprise me is how much of this traffic is out there. It's insane. We generated, I don't know how many hundreds of leads. This is a short, 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 short study too. We generated 154 leads in this little teeny tiny micro study and th they all look like crap. They all look like crap. And, you know, who knows how many sessions needs to land before it results in a lead. And I think we ended up adding form. The phone number is a required form field, if memory serves. So anyway, fraudulent traffic is a real problem. And I don't think any of us knew how big a problem it was until, until Performance Max rolled out. And we're seeing this inside of the space of lead generation. It doesn't mean don't use Performance Max. That's not what it means at all. It means make it so that fraudulent traffic can't convert. Make it hard. Add form fields that wouldn't be preloaded into a bot if a bot or, you know, would be difficult for a person to, to fill out if it's a person. Raise the bar of conversion. Make it a multi-step process if you want to. Test that. Let me know what you're doing. I'd be really interested because I know Pmax can work for lead generation. I know because we've seen it happen, but this is what's required. So anyway, hope this is helpful. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey, it's Ralph here. You know, there's a common problem we hear from agencies and consultants all the time. You offer outstanding services to your clients, but you run into technical roadblocks outside of your scope. Well, the truth is even agencies need agencies. And the good news is our friends at Outline can tackle all your development, web design, and analytics related problems. In fact, some huge brands like Mixpanel, Klaviyo, Segment, and even Active Campaign trust Outline to do incredible work. So if you want to solve your toughest tech problems, head to outliant.com forward slash PT to schedule a free strategy session with one of Outliant's founders. Once again, that is Outliant spelled O-U-T-L-I-A-N-T dot com. That's outliant.com forward slash PT.